When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. First photo. The only woman in America whose untimely death may be due to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Then, under siege, the concrete and steel barricade protecting the home of the embattled cop. Why are you protecting a murderer? And... Can you tell us what you is on your heart that you want to share? Bachelor bombshell. I'm gay. Plus, she had to become a maid after losing her life savings to Bernie Madoff. What she's saying about his death. There's one less thief in the world. And Madoff's wife, Ruth, her life today. Then, death in Death Valley. How two flat tires led to disaster in the desert. They left their two dogs in the car to go for help. And cold case breakthrough. Why cops say this guy helped crack the case. You actually quit your job to do this full time? And the littlest, bravest, one-legged cheerleader. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. She is the woman who died from a stroke after receiving the J&J COVID vaccine, and her family says they don't want her death to dissuade others from getting vaccinated. We've learned more about the woman whose death contributed to the CDC's decision to pause the use of the one-shot vaccine. We're learning the identity of the woman who lost her life just 12 days after getting the Johnson & Johnson single-shot vaccine. 45-year-old Diana Carroll, a preschool educator from Richmond, Virginia, began feeling ill six days after getting the shot. The mom of five was admitted to the hospital with a severe headache and died after suffering a brain hemorrhage. Her brother confirmed her link to the J&J vaccine crisis today, writing on Facebook, Diana had the J&J shot the week before she had a stroke that killed her. He also said, I don't want her story to inhibit others from getting vaccinated. Please get vaccinated. A GoFundMe appeal to help pay for the funeral expenses described her as incredibly generous, supportive, creative, a huge blessing to so many. Diana Carroll is the only American suspected of having died, possibly due to the vaccine. Five other women also suffered a serious blood clot. It's also a serious type of blood clot. It's a blood clot that occurs in some of the veins in the brain. So blood goes to the brain, uh, blood needs to leave the brain. If you get a blood clot, as you see there in red, the blood can have a hard time leaving and that can cause brain swelling and headache and blurred vision, even seizures. Women across the nation who just got the J&J shot, including Fox and Friends host Ainsley Earnhardt, are understandably extremely concerned. And I got the J&J vaccine, so I've had a million text 
messages from friends saying, did you see what's happened? Right. What are you going to do? I got it before they had all the problems with it. And we were told by the CDC, no, you're still safe. CNN's medical analyst, Dr. Lena Wen, says she also just got the vaccine. So I received the vaccine myself, the Johnson Johnson vaccine myself, about two weeks ago. Is there a risk that this pause is an overreaction? Top federal health officials appeared on all networks today to soothe the frayed nerves. Your likelihood of developing blood clots uh, or these, especially these dangerous blood clots is extremely rare. And you will likely be okay, just like the millions of others of people who've had the vaccine. You don't want people who've just received the vaccine to be overly worried about this. This is a rare occurrence. The pause is just as an abundance of caution. More than 7 million Americans have been given the one-shot J&J vaccine. Former police officer Kim Potter was charged with second-degree manslaughter today, three days after the shooting death of 20-year-old Dante Wright during a traffic stop in a Minneapolis suburb. This news comes as workers were spotted putting up concrete barricades and fences around Potter's home. Zamar Cagliano reports not everyone thinks she deserves extra protection. News of the manslaughter charge came as a ring of concrete and steel barricades went up outside the suburban home of 48-year-old Kim Potter. Officer Potter, her husband, and two sons moved out after their address was published online and threats were made to burn it down. Video obtained exclusively by DailyMail.com shows the barricades being erected, followed by taunts from a passing pickup. Why are you guys protecting the murderer? Officer Potter says she thought she had drawn her taser, not her gun, when she shot Dante Wright. City Police Commissioner Bill Bratton told me tasers need to be reimagined to avoid similar tragedies. It might be a matter of redesigning it. This is going to become more of an issue going forward because more and more officers are carrying tasers. There was another night of civil unrest in the Minneapolis suburb of Brooklyn Center where the tragedy occurred. If you do not cease your unlawful behavior and disperse peaceably, you'll be arrested. Protesters besieged police headquarters and pelted cops with fireworks and projectiles. They used umbrellas as shields against tear gas rounds fired by cops. Violence continued around the nation. In Portland, the police union building was torched. In Dallas, Black Lives Matter protesters stormed a hotel restaurant. The death of Dante Wright came as the nation is focused on the murder trial of former cop Derek Chauvin. So if, Mr. Floyd... if Kim Potter is found guilty, she faces five to ten years behind bars. He was called the virgin bachelor, but in a dramatic interview on Good Morning America, Colton Underwood revealed that actually he's gay. And as Megan Alexander reports, he's apologizing to the now ex-girlfriend he met on the show. There's something that you want people to know. So can you tell us what you is on your heart that you want to share? I'm gay, and I came to terms with that earlier this year. The star of the 2019 Bachelor is telling Robin Roberts that he has struggled with his sexuality since boyhood. I've known that I've been different since the age of six, and I couldn't process it, and I couldn't put my finger on what it was until high school, my freshman year, when I knew I was gay. 
Colton became famous on the TV show as the Virgin Bachelor and for jumping over that fence after contestant Cassie Randolph told him she was quitting the show. He and Cassie later reconciled. I spoke with them following the finale. Is this true love? This is true love. For you too, Colton? Absolutely. <laughs> Are you going to answer that? I was, hey, I, listen, anything about love, I'm going to let her answer first now. So. <laughs> but their relationship ended dramatically last year when Cassie filed a restraining order accusing Colton of stalking and putting a tracking device on her car. Were you in love with Cassie? Yes. I mean, and that only made it harder and more confusing for me. I loved everything about her. I would just say that I'm sorry. Colton tells GMA his sexuality left him in a state of turmoil, which was heightened by the pandemic. A year of solitude that compelled him to self-reflect. I've ran from myself for a long time. I've hated myself for a long time. Do I regret being The Bachelor? And do I regret handling it the way that I did? I do. Um, I do think I could have handled it better. I'll say that. How so? I just, I just wish I wouldn't have dragged people into my own mess of figuring out who I was. We spoke to contestant Demi Burnett, who vied for Colton's affection on the show and who herself later came out as bi. I'm proud of him because I'm sure that that was really, really hard for him. Colton has been romantically linked to Olympic gold medalist Allie Raisman and actress Lucy Hale. He has also appeared on The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. Now he says he's ready to come out with his truth. I'm like the happiest and healthiest I've ever been in my life. And Underwood reportedly is filming a show for Netflix about coming out. The man behind the biggest Ponzi scheme in human history is dead. Bernard Madoff died in a North Carolina prison 12 years after he confessed to a scheme that saw more than $60 billion on paper vanish overnight. There's plenty of reaction, including from one victim who had to clean other people's homes after losing her life savings. Stephen Fabian reports. We are learning that the mastermind behind the largest Ponzi scheme in world history, Bernie Madoff, has died in prison. The notorious Bernie Madoff died of natural causes at age 82 in a North Carolina federal prison hospital. And many of his victims are saying good riddance. Burn in hell, says the New York Post. The Drudge Report seems to agree tinting his image in hellish red. Maureen Ebel was once a wealthy socialite until she lost $5 million to the Madoff con. Her cushy life was upended overnight. She had to resort to earning a living as a housekeeper, dusting, cleaning, vacuuming, mopping. I felt like, well, there's one less thief in the world. We caught up with 72-year-old Maureen Ebel today. God, if you had the chance, what would you say to Bernie Madoff today? I would like to ask him when all is said and done, his two children have passed away. He's ruined many families' lives. Was it really worth it, Bernie? Madoff's own downfall was Shakespearean. One son died of cancer. His other son, unable to deal with the family shame, hanged himself with a dog leash. Madoff's wife, Ruth, is still alive. She spoke to 60 Minutes in 2011. You feel the shame? Of course I feel the shame. I barely walk down the street. Bernie Madoff's wife, Ruth, now lives in this waterfront home in a private community an hour and a half northeast of New York City near swanky Greenwich, Connecticut. We tried making contact with Ruth Madoff today. 
Is Ruth here? Ruth available? Uh, no, she's not. Or she's here, but she's not available. Uh, would she like to make a comment? Or just... uh, no. After Madoff's conviction, investigators were able to return $13 billion of investors' original capital, although most thought that they'd made much more in profits. This couple went on a hike at the hottest place on Earth, Death Valley, then disaster struck, and only one made it home alive. Jim Murray explains what happens. It's the scorched landscape of Death Valley, the hottest place on Earth ever recorded, 130 degrees. Alex Lofgren and his girlfriend, Emily Hankel, set off on a road trip through the famous National Park. The couple were experienced campers. When they failed to return home, they were reported missing, and a search was triggered. A massive undertaking since Death Valley covers 5,000 square miles and stretches across two states, California and Nevada. On day three of the search, their Subaru was found abandoned on the side of the road. Inside were their three dogs, miraculously still alive. And a note that explained a lot. Two flat tires headed to Mormon Point have three days worth of water. The note led the searchers to a treacherous spot in Death Valley, so remote it does not appear on any map in the National Park. 27-year-old Henkel was found alive with a serious foot injury. But her 32-year-old boyfriend, an Army veteran of the war in Afghanistan, was dead. Hikers Julie and Tom Wigren know that part of Death Valley well. They shot this video. If you have no idea what's going to be down in the middle of that canyon or down the narrows, you're going to be in trouble. Death Valley itself is a bit of a moonscape. We spoke to survival expert Thomas Coyne. He says a GPS locator device like this could have been a lifesaver. In a situation like this, a personal GPS locator beacon could have got them rescue within easily within 24 hours. Emily Henkel's brother says, I would like to honor Alexander Lofgren for being such a loving, strong soul, for serving his country and protecting my sister to the end. Emily needs surgery for her foot injury. A GoFundMe account has been set up to cover the medical expenses. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Next, cold case breakthrough. Why cops say this guy helped crack the case. You actually quit your job to do this full time? And the littlest, bravest, one-legged cheerleader. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. The magnificent $75 million beachfront property does it really belong to this man and his family? Next, Inside Edition, how they could end up owning the prized chunk of prime real estate. That would mean the world to get the land back because it's ours. Then, the bachelor who reveals he's gay. I'm gay. Bachelor Nation reacts. Next, Inside Edition. 
Yesterday, we told you about the father and son arrested in connection with the disappearance of a college freshman 25 years ago. Investigators say the break in the case may never have happened if not for a podcast host who was obsessed with the case. Les Trent has more. They are the mugshots of the son and dad just arrested in connection with the cold case of missing college student Kristen Smart. And now police are giving special thanks to this man, Chris Lambert, whose podcast is credited with cracking the baffling 25-year-old case wide open. What Chris did with his podcast was he took a local story that was generally locally and he expanded it to a national story. In international. I spoke to Lambert so today. This is every article that's ever been printed about Kristen Smart in any newspaper, sorted by a year. A forensics tent was set up on his front lawn. Chris launched his it's podcast, Your Own Backyard, Your own two backyard. years ago. What was it about this case that, that made you cling on to it? I was eight years old when Kristen went missing, and it was a name that would come up in the news every so often. And once I was an adult and could go on the Internet and read about it myself, I started realizing, wow, there's a lot of information here that the general public is never discussing. Kristen was last seen walking back to her dorm after a fraternity party at Cal Poly University in California. Another student, Paul Flores, was with her but told police they parted ways. It is alleged that Mr. Flores caused the death of Kristen Smart while in the commission of or attempted rape. Yesterday, Flores was arrested and charged with murder along with his 80-year-old father, Ruben Flores, charged with being an accessory. Can you tell us what sort of new evidence you came up with? There were a number of new witnesses that came forward to me that they had either never spoken to or who had left out pieces of information um, or had been overlooked for whatever reason. Lambert says he's discovered that 44-year-old Paul Flores has lived a very troubled existence. My understanding is that his behavior has continued around women. He's continued to drink heavily. He's had several uh, DUI charges. The nature of Ruben Flores' alleged role as an accessory is yet to be revealed. But the podcaster captured footage of detectives digging outside his home, taking soil samples. I think it's very likely that Kristen's body was at one or both of his parents' houses at different points. He says despite the arrests, Kristen Smart's family still does not have closure. They're relieved, but it's surreal and it's kind of bittersweet for them because their daughter still hasn't been found. Today, the district attorney said it's believed that Paul Flores killed Kristen inside his dorm room. He has denied any wrongdoing. It's expected to be arraigned on Thursday. We'll be back with more right after this. It looks like an old science fiction movie, but this is real. It's a spectacular sight. Oh my gosh, what is that in the sky? Whoa. Hundreds of witnesses saw the gigantic meteor light up the night sky over Florida. It was even seen during a baseball game. No cause for concern, the meteor disintegrated in its plummet through the atmosphere. Oh my gosh. Way cool. And when we come back, an 11-year-old inspiration. June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. 
Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Finally today, she lost a leg from a rare disease when she was one. But there's no stopping cheerleader Mackenzie. This 11-year-old cheerleader has incredible moves. And she only has one leg. With the help of a prosthetic, Mackenzie Adams Davis is on two cheerleading teams in her hometown of Yermo, California. It was challenging, but at the same time, I kind of liked it when it was challenging. Her coach, Danielle Lindsay, is in awe of her progress. She's come so far. Like, you wouldn't believe how far she's come. Nike even put Mackenzie in a commercial alongside her idol, Olympic gymnast Simone Biles. When we're held back, we'll go farther. Now she's the one being cheered for being an inspiration. It doesn't matter what people say about me or how they look at me. I'm me. You go, girl. That's Inside Edition. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again tomorrow. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast. I'm here with my producer, Becca. Becca, what can people expect on the podcast? The extended moments, for sure. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. I use the internet. 